Hey there, it's episode 139 of the Katie Lance podcast. And you guys, I'm so excited. We have a great show for you today. I had the pleasure of interviewing a dear friend of mine, Neil Mathweg. He is a real estate professional, he is a coach, and he is the author of the new book, Agent Rise. And you guys, if you are in real estate, I know you're going to love this conversation. We talked about systemizing your business. We talked about mindset. We talked about lead generation. We talked about avoiding shiny object syndrome. Um, We even talked about some great tips, especially in terms of YouTube. It's awesome. So listen all the way to the end. Neil shares so many great tips, tools, and strategies. I love that Neil and I are really on the same page with, you know, this idea of not being all things to all people. I know some of us have the disease to please, uh, and he is really on a mission to help agents find their best self and find their best plan. So I am so excited for this interview. I highly recommend you check out Neil's book. Uh, check out the link in the show notes below and uh, just enjoy the podcast. I know you're going to love it. All right, let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, social media geek, real estate pro, a mom, or maybe all of the above, and ready to level up your social media game, you're in the right place. Welcome back to the Katie Lambs podcast. I am so excited today, you guys. We have a really special guest in the house. Really happy to welcome my dear friend, Neil Mathweg. He is, uh, he's a rock star and he's an author now and he's a coach and we're going to have just a great conversation. So welcome, Neil, to the podcast. Thank you so much, Katie. I'm so honored to be here. I've been a fan of yours. I, I say it every time we talk. Like I remember meeting you when you worked at Inman and I was like, wow, if I could be like Katie someday, that's what I'm going for. And so whenever I get to do anything with you, I'm always fired up about it because I've always admired you and you're just, you're just, you're the rock star. I'm just (laughs) trying to catch up. That's the way I look at it. (laughs) Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, and for people who who don't know you, I've, I've got a, a little a little bio here uh, that I, I just want to read for our audience who may not be familiar yet with with who you are. Um, you know, you I know are, are you're constantly challenging the status quo and you're redefining what it means to be a realtor. Uh, you know, for those of you who don't know Neil, he's really known for building his large client base through wowing his clients instead of convincing them how great he is, which I absolutely love. And beyond his role as a team leader, Neil is the founder of Agent Rise Coaching. He's host of the nationally ranked podcast, Agent Rise, which is awesome, and author of the new book, Agent Rise. So again, one more time, welcome, Neil. Thank you so much. A lot of Agent Rise coming at you there, isn't it? (laughs) I noticed a theme here. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that's good. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, for, for people who don't, know you. And I feel like I, you know, like you said, I've known you a long time. I've known you, gosh, really more than a a decade because of, you know, my time at Inman and then going out on my own. Um, But I would love to kind of have you share a little bit of your backstory of maybe how you got into, you know, real estate. um, And then, you know, what you're, where are you at right now, you know, in in your business? Yes. Yes. So I've been an agent for almost 20 years now, which just seems crazy. And I, uh, 
I started out at, at just this young little whippersnapper. I think I was 23 years old, just trying to find my way. And I was told that I got to call Fizzbowls and Expireds if I want to make it. I got to dial for dollars. And I hated every second of it. It was not me by no stretch of the imagination. And I, I just floundered because I knew that that's what I had to do, but I just couldn't do it. And so I almost quit. And my first six months were just horrendous because I just couldn't get this going. And then I started to find my way. And I started to find that I could mail a monthly newsletter and I could get a response. I could I could do open houses and I could get a response. And back then I was blogging and getting a response. Now, this sounds old when we say blogging, but but I, that that became my business. And then as I grew the business and and you know started selling between seventy five and one hundred homes a year consistently, uh, I I really started to notice that there was a pattern to what I was doing. There was a routine, and I had a clear plan that was congruent to me, and I stayed consistent with it, and that led to my success. So fast forward two thousand fifteen, I had this itch to coach. I, I uh, the company was putting me on stage, and every time I was on stage, I just loved it. If it could, it could be a small stage or a big stage, I just, I get fired up and I'm like, this is what I want to do. And, um, and so then I just started coaching agents and I started coaching this three pillars, have, have your sphere, have your chase and have your attraction. And then later came the steps like, okay, Neil, that's great. I like the three pillars, but what steps do I do these in? So then later I created the agent rise steps, which were eight steps to, to build your business. And since we've done this, we have just seen so many agents break through because we, we flounder in the beginning. We don't like, like for me, I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And, and, and we, we floundered. And, and once you give somebody a clear plan that's congruent to them, that feels right. Like, Fizzbowls and expires didn't feel right to me, right? But once I found what was right for me, I, I took off. And then once I stayed consistent and stayed in that routine, you, you break through. And so for the last five years, six years now, I've got to see a couple hundred agents break through. And it's just, I'm living the dream. That's living awesome. the dream. Yes. You're living the dream. I absolutely love yeah. it. So you, you know, you've got this successful coaching program, you're doing what you love, and then you decided to write a book. Right. Yes. So tell us about that. Like, what was the, what was the inspiration? Did you feel like that was just kind of the next logical step or did you yes. have any other thoughts around no, it? <laughs> I, I wanted to write a book. I, I paid a, a ghostwriter to help me write a book in 2010. I got done with the book and I didn't like it. I, I didn't think that it was going to resonate. I just, I, I just like, this is a good book, but I don't think this, is, I want this to be my first book. Mm. So I wasted a lot of money and I just put it away. And, and then, you know, once I got coaching and once I got more experience and once I saw more things and it wasn't just about my story, but it was a bunch of, about a bunch of other stories that I really felt like it was going to hit the mark. So 2018, 19, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write this book. And yeah, that was three years ago. That's how long it took me. Um, but <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and at first, my first draft was just a bunch of stories. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And then I was driving, I was in Madison, Wisconsin at the time. And I was just driving down the, the highway and it hit me. I said, I need to have a character. I thought of Michael Mayer's seven level of communication book where he has, it's in a nonfiction sense. 
And I, and I just, and, and the name Mary came to me. I have an aunt Mary and I don't know if that's where it came from, but all of a sudden the name Mary, I'm like, I've got to have Mary is the, is the, the character and Mary is a new agent that is struggling and Mary finds Neil and Neil whisks her away and she goes and sells a bunch of houses. Like that's what went through my head. And I'm like, and then I could insert all of those stories from every agent that I've coached. Mary has all of those challenges. Right. So then you get to live with Mary and through those challenges and resonate with her. But then Neil comes in and coaches. So then you get to witness the coaching and receive the coaching that Mary received. And then the second half of the book is your story. So the first half is Mary's story and the second half is your story. And, um, and that, that second half part, that was my editor that came up with that brilliant I At first I didn't like it, but after it <laughs> soaked in, I'm like, very good call. That was good. <laughs> I thought it was really creative and it makes it a really, um, or just a really easy read. You know, I think people relate really well to, to stories and I, uh, you know, the, the format kind of reminded me a little bit of that book. I don't know if you've ever read it, the who moved my cheese. Book. Oh yeah. I love that book. Yes. You know, and it's like, it's a, really easy read. And I think a lot of people absorb it because, you know, we, it's sort of told in this idea of, of an analogy of a, of a story and, you know, stories resonate with people really helps connect the dots. And I think that's probably one of the reasons I really connect with your book was just, just, you know, an easy way to do it. And like, like you said, you got that first part and then the last part really kind of ties it together. So I love that. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) So I know that you talk a lot about it all different kinds of things in your book. Um, and I know you work with so many different agents. Is there maybe a couple common mistakes that you see agents making in their business, whether they're new to real estate or maybe they've been at this a long time? Yes, it's it's consistency. It's just sticking with something long enough to see it work. And I get it. I get why we try something for a couple months and it's not working and we're putting money towards it and it's just, it, we're floundering but we give up too quick, yeah. right? We, we're, we're immediate results kind of society, right? And so if we're not getting results right away and it's costing us money, we cut it off and we quit. And I, we're always two feet from gold. You know, you, you think and grow right. rich book, oh, right? You're that. two feet <laughs> from gold. You're almost there, yeah. you know? And, and so a lot of what, what, we, what we've learned in, in Agent Rise is, is that we can get an agent that has a clear plan. They have the three pillars and the plan feels right. Like they, 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 they believe in it. They, it feels right. It, it, as long as they don't lose belief, as long as they don't um, get shiny object syndrome, um, and as long as they just stick to that plan, they, they break through. And yeah. so having a, you got to have a, you got to have a clear plan in order to stay consistent, right? You got to have a plan in order to stay consistent with the plan and the plan has to feel right. And if you had got those two components in it, then usually you can stay consistent, but you're going to lose, you're going to hit roadblocks and you're going to, you're going to get unbelief and you're going to believe that this doesn't work anymore. And, but if you've got a community around you, like we've built at Agent Rise, you got a community around you that they're all doing the same things you can, you can borrow courage from people, right? Like you can say, well, I know that Travis has kept doing this. I'm going to keep doing it because I know it worked for Travis and it's going to work. Right. Um, Cause I've got some agents that will do, you know, three months of open houses and it not work for them or do three months of Facebook advertising. And all they're doing is just chasing slippery leads and not converting anything, Yeah, you know, and that's hard to keep going. So 
That's the biggest mistake that I see is just lack of consistency out of agents and lack, lack of having a clear plan. I think you you make a really good point. We talk about a lot about this in our academy, and it's the same thing. We see people who are like, "Oh, well, I can see so and so doing it," and there's like that camaraderie, you know, of being in that sort of group group environment. Um, how do you, I think I think I, I kind of want to unpack that a little bit because I think when it comes to planning, it sounds great. Like, yes, you have to have a plan, but how how do you help people figure out like what is a good plan for them? Like, do you look at how they work? Do you look at like what they have going on in their life outside of business? Do you look at their goals? I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah. I feel like we all talk about planning, but like, how do you figure out the right plan? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I think like, let's just look at the chase pillar. So there are three common chase pillars, open houses, Facebook advertising, and online leads. Those are the three most popular ones. There's others, but we'll just take to those three. If open houses is your, is, is what you want to do, but you're maybe at a boutique office, you know, maybe you're at a, a, a nice little firm that does a lot of business, but doesn't have a lot of listings and you're at a boutique office, open houses probably isn't your best thing. It's not going to play to your strengths. See, the reason open houses was my chase pillar was because uh, of an agent in our company that during one of our business meetings, she said, I don't want to do any open houses anymore. I'm so tired of open houses. And I went up to her afterwards and said, I'll do every one of your open houses for you. You just let me know where I got to be. And so I had just this. <laughs> relieved, <plethora. I'm> sure. <laughs> yes. So it played to my strengths, right? Without that agent, I might've struggled, right? Yeah. Um, if, if you um, want to do Facebook advertising, because you keep hearing everybody talk about how awesome Facebook advertising is, but you don't even know how to log into your Facebook account, <laughs> right? Like, that's not playing to your strengths. Maybe we should do something different, right? So a lot of it is is you've got you've got your personality strengths. Like if you're if you're not like a bubbly person and you don't really like people, I don't think you should be doing open houses. You might you might be better at online leads, right? Um, so you you've gotta you've gotta know your personality. You gotta know your your strengths. You also need to go with your with what you desire, right? Because you gotta remember this is not not the fun, the chase is not the fun work. And so you got to kind of like it in order to stay with it. Right. So a lot of it comes that it's the understanding that everything works and it's just down to like deciding what works, what's going to work best for me, what plays to my strengths. Or if your son, your kids play soccer every weekend or hockey every weekend or baseball every weekend, open houses probably isn't going to be good for you. Right. Yeah. I love that. I think it really speaks to just who you are and being, being true to who you are and, and also not trying to be all things to all people. Right. I, I think that's a huge right. thing. Definitely. Um, Definitely. I want to also ask you about mindset because I feel like a big part of what you're talking about is just having the right mindset, right? Do you find mm-hmm. that that plays a, a big, a big role when you're working with, with agents? I know you talk about it in your book sure. a little bit. Yeah. So we're always looking to remove limiting beliefs and, you know, one of the, uh, throughout our program, we have, I, I kind of call them like these little tripwires, these little things that will bring the limiting beliefs out, right? So example is, you know, when we, when we build, um, when we start the Agent Rise Steps, the first step is to build a database of around 100, 100 people that you know. And we have some people that, that get afraid of this. 
they, they, they overanalyze the relationships with people and they're afraid that, nah, I haven't done a good job of maintaining that relationship. I don't want to start mailing to them right now. And they overanalyze this and they take months to build this, this list. And we ask them to build the list in a week. So if you don't have it done in a week, I know you're struggling mentally to get it done. We all have enough time to get that list done. Right. And so that to me is a tripwire. And to me, what it is, is that they have the disease to please. They care <laughs> too much about what people think of them, right? And, and they um, are not strong in their own identity. They don't know who they are. And they allow other people to determine their value instead of them knowing their own value. And so this is not only going to debilitate them from getting this announcement letter out and doing this, this monthly mailing and everything that we're going to ask them, but it's going to debilitate them throughout their entire career and throughout their entire life. Right. And so when we can, when we can renew their mind around that and understand that and get to this place that they understand that they know who they are and they know that nobody else can determine otherwise, they're going to find themselves no longer pleasing people. They're going to find themselves free. They're going to be able to uh, you know, remove themselves from situations that they don't need to be a part of. They're going to be the messenger and not the, the owner of things. Just a lot of things change, a lot of things open up. Um, so that's one of probably 15 different tripwires that we have throughout the program to find limiting beliefs on people. And it's a 90% mental game. It's 90% mental. It is, it is it, every breakthrough that we have seen, we've seen huge mental breakthroughs and their mindset changes so much that they just get full of fuel and away they go. And so that's going to actually be my next book is I really want to dive into the, the mindset of, of an agent. And the first book, Agent Rise here, has a lot of that in it. Um, but um, but it's, it's one of those things that that's where we see the breakthroughs. Um, and that's just one example. I mean, there's fear of success. There's, you know, fear of man. We already talked about that fear of failure. Imposter syndrome is very, very common with brand new agents. Um, so those are, those are, those are, that's what we go for. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said. The disease to please. I got to write that one down. <laughs> yes. 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 That's fantastic. Yes. Well, and it's it, it, and this is probably why we get along so well. I feel like so much of what you teach and I teach are just so similar in, in, in a lot of ways, you know, we often will say things like, like I said, don't be all things to all people, like lean into who you are and, and, yes. and who you're not. And, uh, and so much of that comes into just your mindset and how you want to do business and, uh, you know, what's right for so-and-so may not be right for you. And that's, that's okay too, you know? Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's good. So I know you also talk about the book, Shiny Object Syndrome, and you talked about that a second ago. <laughs> and yes. I think we've all been guilty of that. Like you go to a conference, it's like, ooh, that's new. Ooh, that's a new vendor. Ooh, that's a new app. And yes. so how do how do we, um, I guess, how do, how do you, I don't know how you can necessarily avoid it, but I, because I mm -hmm. think that there's this level of, well, you want to try new things. You don't want to feel like you're left right. behind, right? You don't right. want to be like outdated, but you know, how do you kind of decide which tools you should use and which ones maybe you shouldn't? And yep. are there some that you do recommend that you think like, hey, no matter what in your toolbox, there are a couple, you know, most important tools you should always have? Definitely. You look through the filter of your three pillar plan. Okay. So you've got, you've got your sphere, your chase and your attraction, and you learn about something new and you say, where does that fit in my business? Is that, does that help my sphere or does that help my chase or does that help my attraction? Oh, it doesn't help any of them then it's a shiny object, 
right? <laughs> but it's cool. But neither that's I right. like it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, and so that's that's where because we're we always want to make our pillars stronger, right? We're always going back. We we say that you know you're always stacking lessons. So when you give effort towards something, you either get the result or you get a lesson. And if you stack up lessons, you'll get to your your results quicker. Okay. So when we've got our 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 different pillars. And let's say I'm doing Facebook advertising and I find out about this new chat bot that would help my ads convert so much better. Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tune into that because that might help me convert more of these Facebook leads that I have generated. Okay. Um, but then we find out about a dialer that could call and get me a hundred appointments a month. If I just pay them $3,000 a month and they'll just start dialing and getting me all of those appointments. That's a shiny object, right? Because that's that's not something that is a part of your plan right now. And yeah, that might work, but so does everything else in your plan. So let's just stay focused and and not not try all these different things. Yeah, you know, I think and, it's important. You have to pick like yeah. you know pick something that's related to those three pillars. I think that's great advice. Yep, yep, yep. And once you got your plan, your plan, your your three pillars helps you build a routine because we talk about like day blocking, not a big fan of time blocking, can never do it. But day blocking on Mondays, I call my hot leads. On Tuesdays, I call my clients that I'm currently working with that have accepted offers or are listing and I give them an update. On Wednesdays, I work on my sphere of influence pillar. On Thursdays, I work on my chase. And on Fridays, I work on my attraction. And I'm in that daily routine, knowing what I need to do each single day because the time blocking I couldn't do, but the day blocking, I could say, Hey, just by the end of the day, I've got to get this done. And so then I would start to, uh, and and so that is all built again, off of your, your three pillars and your plan. Right. And so it's helping you stay consistent with that. I think that's a, a really, a really unique way of looking at it. I've never thought about day blocking. I don't think I've ever heard that term. And I, I think that's really, I think that's great. We, you know, I often will talk about time blocking, but I also know that that it can feel kind of intimidating, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. you, you have to be so organized to like time block certain things. And it just feels like you're giving yourself a lot of grace by saying, look, today <laughs> I'm going to yes. focus on this. Uh, and it just seems, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, just sustainable. And I feel like that's really the name of the game. If you want to be consistent, you have to create a plan that's sustainable oh, yeah. you know, long-term. Yes. And another thing that we insert in that day blocking is, is what we call matchmaking. And, and matchmaking helps us stay in a routine of converting our leads. And if you're, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here, but this will be really beneficial for some people. So I was, we love a good rant. Good rant. All right. So I'll tell you the matchmaking story. So I was converting, um, I had, I had all these Facebook ad leads coming in and I had this amazing conversation with this lady. She told me the neighborhood she wanted to live in, the price range. I I could picture the house. I had sold this house a hundred times over. I knew what she wanted. I knew the neighborhood, everything. I knew the, the new job that she had. I knew everything about her. We had this great conversation and she goes, Oh my gosh, my appointment is here early. I got to go. I'm going to call you back later today after I get off work. I'm like, okay, perfect. Sounds good. And so I waited for the call. Never came the next next day. It never came. So I left her another message saying, hey, just checking in. Just uh, we had this great conversation. Wonder what else I can do to help you. Didn't hear from her. Three days later, I left her another message. And I'm, by now I'm like, oh man, I blew it. I, I messed this up. So, but I'm th- sitting there thinking, I'm like, I know what she's looking for. So I go onto the MLS and I'm looking through the listings and there it is. The exact house, two story, three car garage, cross the street from the park, 350,000, everything she wants. 
I'm like, this is great. So I call her and Pam is her name. Okay, Pam, this is Neil. Um, I'm sorry to keep leaving you messages, but I was just going through the MLS and I saw this one. It's over in Wyndham Hills. It's the three, it's a two-story you're looking for, three-car garage. Even this one's across the street from the park. Like it's really, really nice. It's listed at 350. Showings begin on Thursday. Give me a call back when you get a chance and I'll tell you more about it. And 15 minutes later, my phone rings. And it's her. And she's like, Neil, I'm so sorry. I've been so busy at my new job. I'm so sorry, sir. But tell me more about that house. Right. She she was super excited about the house. So what I realized is that I wasn't, when I was calling to check in, I wasn't giving her what she wanted. Yeah. Right. But when I called her to give her what she wanted, which was this house, she would respond right back to me. So I come out of my office and I'm like, guys, I'm going to my team. I'm like, we call it matchmaking. And I started singing matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Like, yes. this is it. We got to yeah. matchmake for people. We've got to get their contact information and their search criteria. And then we put them all in a spreadsheet. And then we go out there and we find their house. We set them up for the automatic notifications. But we never, ever, ever again will we call somebody and say, hey, this is Neil. I'm calling to check in. Or, hey, right. this is Neil. Thanks for coming to like, my open okay, house. Okay, hi. Right. Yes. Because <laughs> think about it. Talk if, about? <laughs> right. If you call to check in and you're, the, and NAR says that the average agent comes in contact or the average buyer comes in contact with seven agents before they buy their house. So there's mm-hmm. seven other agents checking in. Right. Why would you call me back? Right? right. You don't right. need to keep me informed. Right. And so we have people that come to our open houses and we would call them and say, Hey, thanks for coming to our open house yesterday. Just call in a check in, see if there's anything else we can do to help you. And then they don't call us back. And then we think open houses don't work. Yeah. But if instead you focus on getting their contact information and their search criteria, then when you call them on Monday, Tuesday, Friday, or two weeks from now, you call them and say, Hey, you were at the open house. You were telling me you were looking for this. And I just found this one. And I thought of you, give me a call back when you get a chance, your phone will ring. And so we've, that's been the biggest game changer. Um, And I did, I discovered this in 2018. I mean, this is, this is kind of a new thing and we have just been lighting it up ever since because we're generating leads from both our sphere, our chase and our attraction, putting them all into a matchmaker spreadsheet. And then we're matchmaking with them and, and putting deals together. A lot of off-market deals too. So great. Great. I think that's such a great nugget and a great takeaway. And I love the word matchmaker because that's 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 perfect. That's exactly what you're doing. And you're yeah. and you're and it's it's one of those things where it just sounds like, of course, it's like an obvious thing. But how often do we call someone or email someone with something we want to pitch? Something we, you know, it's like it's all about us versus like how you how you are helping them, right? Like right. how is this? What what what's in it for them? Uh, right, and, right. you know, just the, it's such a different call saying, Hey, I know we chatted about this a couple days ago and I saw this come up. I want to, you know, give me a call back. Like it's a, yeah. Like yeah. you said, it's a, it's a no brainer versus, Hey, how's it going? It's like, yeah, I can't it's, that with anybody. <laughs> it Fine, is. How it's, are you? <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's like the music to your ears. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, my wife and I bought recently bought an RV and, and, and with the RV, I mean, I remember, you know, Larry calling me and saying, Hey, thanks for stopping in. And, um, you know, just wanted to see if there's anything else I can do for you. And I'm like, Larry, I told you what I'm looking for. Like, call me with what you look, what I'm looking for, you know, you know, and it was like, I'm not going to call you back. Sorry. You know, but if you, if you had what I was looking for, I wouldn't be calling you back, you know? So it was all in that season is where it really, it really came true. And then putting the spreadsheets together and then putting this into action on a scale 
has been super powerful. And you you let the automated stuff still work. You still do the email notifications and all that. Sure. But on yeah. top of that, and also really important with this too, these are cold leads. These are people that don't trust you yet, right? Mm-hmm. And so those people, you're trying to convince them to work with you. But when you match make, you actually compel them to work with you because you don't have to say, hey, I'm the best real estate agent ever. Instead, you say, I saw this house and I thought of you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when the waiter at the at the restaurant fills up your water without you asking. Yeah. You know, it's like you just appreciate that, right? They're they're just one step ahead of you. And yeah. and that's that that same that's that same concept. Like you're one step ahead of them, you're giving them what they want and they appreciate it. That's a great takeaway. Stay one step ahead. Yes. Ahead. Yes. So the last thing I want to ask you is about lead generation, which is such a buzzword. And I know yes. you kind of you touched on it a little bit. You know, you kind of give a few examples, you know, with Facebook ads and uh, some of the things you've done. And I know you touch mm-hmm. on on your book. Is there is there anything that you're seeing right now, you know, where the kind of the end of 2021 or going into 2022? Is there anything in terms of lead generation that you think or maybe a cup, you know, something that an agent should start paying attention to or, or things that you think are, are working or not working. I'm sure a lot of this goes back to what you said earlier, your pillars, right? Those yes. Yes. Back. Yes. I'm, I'm just yeah. curious your thoughts on that. Yep. I, I think, uh, let me just go through the the three and, and I can give you my opinions on all of them quickly. Sphere of influence, mailing a monthly newsletter is just huge. I've always been a fan of that. It just works. We get 10 to 20% return. Um, so if you're mailing to 200 people, you'll do, you'll do anywhere from 20 to 40 deals a year. If you mail a monthly newsletter consistently, like a add on not any yep, print one in okay. mail, in mail. Okay. So important to mail it. Yeah. You get me off on a tangent here if I if I talk too much about it, but that that's one. And okay. and and getting um adding additional things to your sphere, like a VIP rental program, a VIP Facebook group, um, a client event, drop-offs, gifts, other things, uh, dinner parties, things like that are really, really beneficial for your sphere. For open houses, um, for your chase pillar, open houses. Um, make sure you are aiming to get clients or the customer's contact information and search criteria. Most of us are going and doing open houses, trying to become best friends with everybody. And it's just a unicorn type of moment. It just doesn't happen. So if you focus on getting their contact information and their search criteria, and you do that by asking them, what do they like most? What do they like least? And that answer brings out the criteria. Okay. Open houses are kind of dead in the, are harder right now because of COVID, because of low inventory. Uh, they're just not a fast market. They're just not as in abundance. That's going to change and you're going to do more and more open houses. They're great for new agents because they're very inexpensive and they're face to face and they're just, they're powerful. Number two, uh, Facebook advertising, set up your, um, so we, we run an ad for a list of homes in a certain area under a certain price that looks hot, right? It's a hot area. It's a hot price. You want this list, okay? Click on the list, ask three questions. First question is, is do you also have a house to sell? Because if they have a house to sell, that now becomes a seller lead. Then the second question is, is do you also want to know about houses that are not yet available on the MLS? That question is going to be our lead to making the phone call because if they mark yes, on the thank you screen, we tell them that we cannot give that list out in an unmanned way and that Neil or somebody from Neil's office will need to be calling you. And then the third question is, is how soon do you want to move? Just to gauge their urgency. So if they mark yes, now we have a reason to call them. 
and we call them and we say, Hey, this is Neil. I saw that you went through, you clicked on one of our ads. I wanted to get you a list of houses that are not yet available on the MLS. Before I do that, I just need to know a little bit more about what you're looking for. Can you tell me what you're looking for in a house? So now we have their contact information and we have their search criteria and we can put them into our matchmaker. Online leads, we just need to get them into houses. We have to lead with properties. Uh, we have to be the first to respond. If we if that house isn't available, we need to ask them what do they like most about it so that we can get their criteria. We put them in our matchmaker and we start matchmaking. Okay. So those are those are the hottest ways. Now, my absolute favorite one, I should have said this at the beginning. I'm going to tell you a bunch of things. I'm going to save my favorite one for the end. My okay. favorite one right now is YouTube. And it's YouTube done. I'm going to say Karen Carr because I love Karen and as she oh, teaches it so well. Yep. So Karen Carr's way. And if you haven't gotten Karen's book, get it. Like um, it, it is, it's a game changer. And I remember uh, I'm going to bring up interviewed Bern- Karen. I think did you last year at some point? We're gonna I'm going to link oh, cool. to that uh, um, interview below in the show notes because that was a it was a great add on to what you're probably what you're yes. going to say. I'm assuming I know what you're going to say, but <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, it was so cool. Burn McGovern, he's in San Diego. Oh, yep, I know. Burn, Okay, so he came to my um, Agent Rise Summit in uh, in Madison, 2019, I think it was. And um, Burn, Burn and I were just talking. We're like, "Hey, YouTube is great, but we're like, we're not, we're not seeing any results." And I was doing all kinds of community videos. I had the I Love Madison series, and he had the Off the 56 series, and was running all of these videos and just not getting any leads. And we're we're kind of like brainstorming in 2019. And I'm like, you know what? I had Karen on my podcast. Uh, uh, a couple months ago, or maybe it was a year ago. And I'm like, I really think she's onto something. And Burns like, I think so too. So Burn goes back to San Diego, changes the whole thing over to living in San Diego and starts doing the pros and cons of living in, the, the cost of living in, moving to um, all of these living in and moving to videos. And I mean, the results, they're, they're not just like bringing some leads. They're like life changing leads. Like, like he went from doing like, I think he did in his first year in 2020, he did 11 million in sales from it. I met him with him in June of last year, July of uh, no July of this year. So halfway through the year and he had already done 11 million and had like another 30 million in the pipeline. Like, I mean, life-changing numbers, right? A video per week following this. And so I have now, I mean, probably have coached 10, 15 agents doing the same thing. And I I just see this huge difference um, out of people. And like one of them is my best friend in Madison, Joe Marks. Um, I couldn't convince him to start this podcast or this YouTube because he's like, I'm not bubbly. And I'm like... You don't have to be, you just have to be detail oriented. And, and Joe is very detail oriented. I can't tell him a story without him asking a question. So he's, uh, and, and that's what you got to do is just provide the good content that people are looking for. So that's my favorite one right now because it's such a game changer. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we can have a whole nother, we could have a whole nother episode just talking about YouTube, but I, I, <laughs> right. I totally agree. Right. And it kind of goes back to yeah. what, what you've said in a lot of your, um, you know, your book and just other, other things I've seen that you've, you've said online and I've read is just the law of attraction. You know, you really start to attract yeah. people. And I know from the folks we work with in our academy, a lot of times what ends up happening is people start, you know, Googling, like moving to San Diego, moving to Madison. And when you start being that one that shows up and then they binge watch, they'll binge watch, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12 videos. And then they email nice. you, they message you. And it's like, 
you know, they're just trying to sell themselves on why they want to work with you. It's like the, you know, they, it's the best, one of the best leads ever. And now, you know, it's up to you to decide if it's, you know, if they're, if they're right, if they're right for you. And, and just that quality, I think quality of lead uh, can be just fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think too, I, and like everything that you have in the academy and everything that you teach agents and, I I've really started to wrap my head around this more of being part of our social media or being part of more of the sphere pillar, mm-hmm. right? Like, like being in um, it's an extension. Like if I'm mailing monthly newsletters and I'm got a great social media plan, right? It's all part of our sphere and, yeah. and yeah. sphere to me, social media was always the attraction pillar. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really like trying to bring that more into the sphere because you you just got to get that mind share that you, that you get from the social media plans that you, that you have and the things that, that agents are, are doing with your plan. Like it's, it's super, it's super powerful and how much we've evolved over the years. It's just crazy. <laughs> yes. And continue to evolve for sure. Yes. 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 So good. Well, anything else that you'd like to add? I know we're getting towards the end of our time here today. And I know this has been awesome. Just you've provided so many great nuggets for our listeners, but any last? Yes. I just encourage, (laughs) I would just encourage everybody to go get the book. I mean, I, I poured my heart and soul into this book. I, 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 there was, there was a time where I froze when I was writing the book because I was afraid I was sharing too much. Mm-hmm. And just to be super transparent, I thought if I put everything in the book, who's going to hire me to be their coach, right? They can just buy the book for $17 and skip the, you know, my coaching program, you know? And so I had this fear and then there was a day where I got thinking and I thought, what if my great, great grandson decided to become a real estate agent and heard that his great, great granddad that he never met was a real estate agent coach. And what if he picked up my book? What would I want to teach him? And that got me through the block and that got me to finish the book. And so I poured, I poured it in here. If you're my great, great grandson, listen to this podcast 300 years from now. I did that for you. <laughs> I love that. Well, that is yeah. that is a beautiful sentiment. Um, I absolutely love that. And there is something to be said about putting it in print, you know? I mean, it is. You know, yeah. it's it's that that physical physical book I've got I've got right here right That's right awesome. by my That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Well, we are going to link to Neil's book in the show notes below. Um, also, I would encourage all of you to check out agentrisecoaching.com, agentrisecoaching.com. That's where you can find Neil's podcast. You can find the book. Um, I know the book's up on Amazon also. Uh, and if you're listening to this uh, you know, on, on Apple or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to it, you can always click on the show notes or you can always go to katielance.com forward slash podcast for this episode and every other episode (laughs) that we have done. So Neil, thank you so much for your time with us today. This has just been awesome. You're the best, Katie. I really appreciate you. So good. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. And thank you to all all of our listeners for being here today. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best thing you can do is share it out. Share it out on social media. Feel free to take a screenshot on whatever device you're listening in. Uh, You can tag me, tag Neil. We'll make sure to put his contact info below. And if you really love the podcast, we would always love a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. All right. Until next time, my friends, have a great day and we'll see you soon. Buy the book. (laughs) Take care. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you want more, head over to katielance.com and check out the Get Social Smart Academy. 
Also, sign up for our free email newsletter packed full of great content. Until next time, get social smart.